Okay, explain to me this last bit now, Emma. <laughs> this is so indulgent. This is something I don't really understand because I should have done my homework and listened to a podcast and I haven't. Sorry. <laughs> uh, this is a real guilty pleasure of mine. And this person, actually, who is the creator or the presenter of this podcast is a Guardian podcast called Comfort Eating. Um, and it's presented by Grace Dent, who is a, a food critic. Um, you may have seen her if you watch if uh, if you watch MasterChef, uh, the UK version. She's often um, a food critic who gets brought in um, at kind of high stakes moments in MasterChef, and she critiques the food of uh, of 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 the contestants on the show. And I just love her. I unashamedly love Grace Dent. I love the way that she describes food. I love the way that she describes people. She always kind of says it in in really kind of straight to the jugular um, ways um, and uh, always has me nodding. But she's she's kind of got like an air of sort of, oh, she's a bit of a rascal, is Grace Dent. And, and that's what I really like about her. But she really loves food. And I, I, I really think that she has found something quite unique. Um, I'm sure she's not the first person to have done it. But the whole premise of this podcast is that she gets famous people on the show they have to bring for her at the start of the episode and interestingly during lockdown she got them to send to her their favorite comfort food snack um so you know she asks what do you eat when you're home alone you might not tell but your favorite celebs will um is the kind of blurb to this to this podcast um so she asks them to provide um their favorite kind of comfort food snack she has to try it and she tries it live on air in one of the kind of criticisms of the podcast is that you can hear mastication <laughs> as she starts the episode. Um, but there are lots of love. I won't give away too much, but it's a really nice one where Stephen Fry comes in and he provides, um, I can't remember the name of the fish. Oh, gosh. You but told me this it's, yeah, the other day. Yeah, it's not kipper. It's was not it sardine. Not pilchard. No. It was something I'd skippers. never... Skippers. That's what you That's said. It. I remember. I was well paying remembered. Skippers on toast with tomatoes was his comfort food of to- of choice and he you know she just describes it you know and he's sat in front of the tv and it's dripping the, the the oil from the skippers is dripping down his chin and he just loves it but what she also does so after she's done that she interviews them but she interviews them through the lens of you know what food was in your life what what were you eating at this point in time and you know obviously that brings a lot of kind of hilarity and 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 lightness to the podcast but it also is very poignant is a really interesting episode where she interviews Russell T Davis whose partner very sadly died of cancer and and he kind of gave up work for several years when um when his partner was at the point to which he was needing palliative care And one of the main things that he was able to give to his partner was food um, and was to cook for him. And he talks about that as being a real privilege to be able to do that. So um, without getting too much into the doldrums, because we've been there in this episode already, we're going to keep it light. I have tasked Tom with bringing for me, and I've done the same, his favourite comfort food snack. So Tom, what have you brought for me? All right, I've got to go and drag this out of the bag now. Oh, okay. So I'm going to do as Grace does um, and describe that I've now been left alone. Um, I'm must tell you actually and describe that uh, already on the table is an array of uh, 
of cutlery. We've got quite a few spoons of varying sizes. Uh, I can't see any forks. I don't know whether that was just because you couldn't find any, but I can see two knives. So I'm no, already I've had a intrigued. Okay. In the cutlery section. I mean, this is a this is one it, it, ridiculously simple. Um, oh, but it's in two parts. And I brought you a plate as well. That's got a Christmas plate for you there. Thank you very much. Um, so yes, when I was little and growing up, every Sunday, I mean, I, I guess loads of people would probably do like big Sunday dinners, memories and things like that. We would always have that. But then my mum would always bake bread on a Sunday. So every Sunday tea time was uh, freshly baked bread and, you know, late 80s, early 90s Sunday telly. Um, of the type that you would watch when you were little. Now, um, Grace Dent would interrupt at this point, so I'm going to channel my inner Grace Dent. Describe okay. for me, this is the voice what, that the she bread does. Or describe the for me, you wake up, it's the morning. Describe the smell. Well, there wouldn't be one because she baked it in the afternoon. Oh, <laughs> damn it! There we go, the, the Weetabix brain strikes again. Okay. Um, yeah, so yes, the lovely smell of bread would be permeating the house in the afternoons and then we'd... we'd we just have bread and stuff on top of bread, like cheese and stuff like that. So it's not very exciting. Um, but the bread was really nice. I have not baked you some bread, Emma, I'm sorry, because oh. I didn't have time. So I just got some bread Ooh. from the shop um, and I got some some cheese and things. Ooh. But I, I mean, thought that was a bit basic. So I thought I'd better get a second sort of um, angle to this because if I just said bread and cheese, now clearly I've got very nice memories of the, the freshly bakedness of the bread and, you know, the fact it was all lovely and warm and I'd be sitting in there eating said bread and stuff and watching, you know, terrible studio-bound BBC Sunday night telly type things. So I thought I'd better find another angle and I would say that one of the other things that links with that, which I like very much, um, I, I don't know, how, how are you with kind of seasonal sort of, you know, do you, do you mind the winter? Do you not like the winter? The I love the seasons. Kind of I, yeah. I am I'm a fan. Because some people in the teaching profession kind of don't like it, do they, autumn, winter time, because it means they're at the start of a long academic year and the night's getting dark and all that kind of thing. Um, I tend to quite like the autumn, even though it's the start of a new year, actually, because I, I like my job, so I don't really mind. But one of the things I love about the autumn is the food, the fact that you can make food um, in the autumn. So I brought some things to go upon the bread and the cheese. Ooh. I have brought <gasps> some chutney made with plums and green tomatoes and all various bits of fruit and veg and things from my parents' garden. We would oh. tend to make that in the autumn and that would be very tasty. Wow, um, my tummy just rub rumbled at that. Rumble on mic. And I have brought some plum jam from a very good plum tree which sits in the centre of the town where I grew up where we would snaffle the plums and turn it into jam. Wow. So I have brought those things because my, one of my favourite things about the autumn is all the homemade food and it's all stuff that you can just chuck on top of a lump of bread and chew it down. I did think about bringing some slow gin because that's the other thing you make in the autumn, but I thought drinking something that was 40% while we were trying to record might not be the cleverest move. Might not, but definitely one day. And I can see, for those of you out there who've never had the privilege of eating Snowdonia cheese. Oh, yes, very tasty. And is that black... Bo oh, my it God, is, it is. Yes. It is Black Bomber Snowdonia Company Cheese uh, sorry, Snowtonia Cheese Company. I think mm. I'm salivating and I'm, I'm, I'm losing losing all 
cognition now because my stomach my cheese. stomach is now taking over <laughs> as they say it's the second brain so um yeah yeah i mean i love the story i can't wait to tuck in was there a particular choice of of bread type of bread that you went for um, were you particularly picky or well there... my mum just used to make it with half white and half brown flour so it was kind of like brown bread it would either be a big loaf that you could chop big slices off or it would be kind of reasonably hefty buns that you could just grab one of and chop in half and fill with yummy things mm. and sit watching your telly and did you make a sandwich of this or was it you know and which order did you put the cheese on and the chutney on I mean, oh, these, in, just, these details are important to uh, grace Dent, well i, I think like. the beauty of comfort food is is less detail more ramming things on bread and stuff in it in your mouth to be oh. honest what would you so you'd be drinking what would you been drinking with this back then oh when i was a kid water boringly (laughs) Uh, yeah i know that's a bit dickensian i know tap water brown bread cheese cheese homemade goodies and uh yes 1980s telly well we will spare our listeners of uh, of the the sounds of this because i i fear that there is no um sound no nice way of eating cheese and bread in the edit no no no, save us from that but there we go we can we can have a little go on that once we've hit the stop button if you like so there we go sunday night in my house i'm there and was there was there was there a log fire there was not a log fire. It was a very, very old house. It was a very old townhouse, but no, it just had a, it had a gas fire. It's very, very eighties. Uh, with a gas fire and a very small telly. And uh, what would you yeah. be watching on a Sunday night? Well, I was thinking about this. I, I dug one of these out for my kids actually, and they, uh, Rebecca, my oldest one, really enjoyed watching it. There was. Um, there was a production that the BBC did of the Chronicles of Narnia back in the 80s. I don't know if you've ever seen was it, it. Was it a cartoon? Or was no, it? no, it was it was a filmed one. But it was I was watching it with, with Rebecca the other day and it was clearly done in, in the studio. So obviously we're very used to think, you know, I think there's a film version of a lot of the Narnia films now, isn't there? And it's absolutely rocking with computer-generated wolves and, you know, special effects a go-go. But this one was very clearly done in the studios at Television Centre with a bunch of kind of BBC repertory company people wearing various bits of fur and lots of face paint. And the computer-generated bit is practically non-existent and it's very creaky and very I know 80s, the one. It's dark. It's quite dark, isn't it? It is quite dark. It's got a very nice theme tune with a sort of French horn solo in it yeah went down very well with with uh, my kids strangely enough but that was a that was a big fixture of sunday night telly for a long time when i was little oh and it's got a lovely moment with the turkish delight in it yes a gloriously hammy bbc rep company panto white witch who really is chewing the scenery so hard i was quite surprised there was any of it left by the end (laughs) she's an absolutely brilliant she's properly properly panto Brilliant stuff. Oh, thank you for that description because this is this is it. This is what Grace does. She kind of teases out all of those sensory details so we can be there with you with your comfort yeah. food snack. Um, I fear that my snack is going to look significantly lesser in comparison to your That's lovely right. bread and uh, wow. Snowdonia Cheese Company Black Bomber. Okay, guilty pleasure expose. <laughs> You're going to have to describe now, I think. Are you going to surprise me now, or is this going to come as no surprise? We have a bowl. And this is important, okay? The, the, the bowl is important. Okay, this is good. We have some kind of crisp-like substances. Oh, onion ring crisps. That's very interesting. Do you know they used to sell those at break time in my primary school for 10p? 
Bacon Krispies. Okay, these are all crunchy snacks of, of unknown substances made into shapes, listeners. There we go. They're in a bowl. You just about hear that going okay. around, around in the bowl. Important details. Okay. Now, the, the crisps are important. I like corn snacks specifically with the more the, the most dusty flavoriness on them the better and they tend to be the um supermarket's own brands yeah. and i have tried pretty much every supermarket in the uk's own brand of crisps to find my favorites um and sainsbury's um i'm probably not really allowed it's all right. we're not to, the bbc um, you can give, we're a, not the give them a name check but i am gonna give them a name check yeah sainsbury's own brand of bacon kind of frazzle type crisps and onion rings are they're just up there and so just shamefully when I get home particularly on a Friday night from work when I'm really tired and I really can't be bothered to cook I do end up either ordering a takeaway or getting my bum into the kitchen and and cooking Um, but the first thing I will do is I will and it has to be in a bowl it can't just be out of the bag it has to be in a bowl because I need to be able to to select and eat in order of priority from uh, the from the least covered in that delicious dust to the most covered in delicious dust. So I save the most and I get very, very disgruntled if my partner comes in towards the end of said bowl of crisps and eats the best ones that I've been coveting um, all day. I assumed the bowl was because, you know, given the state we're in by the end of a week, sometimes in this place, I thought you'd just sort of immerse your face in it. <laughs> just lie <laughs> prone on the floor with your head in the bowl no it's a bit more dainty I, okay. it's a little bit more dainty and i like mixing them up so i like to give them a good good shuffle around so i've got a mixture um yeah and that with a cold glass of beer i mean that's that that's the sweet spot for me well as i said the onion rings remind me of the strange crisp i don't know if this was the same for you in my primary school you you could go and pay 10p for a packet of crisps that you would never see in any shop only in a school they came from some unknown place but onion rings were definitely involved oh i mean if if, if we were going to get to the absolute uh piece de resistance it would be the beef space raiders would be in the mix as well oh. specifically the beef ones not the pickled onion ones the beef ones there we go, your love of crisps. You're going to immerse yourselves in those once we've hit the button, are you? I am going to do just that. And I'm also going to tuck into your veritable feast of cheese oh, and chutneys, um, bread, delicious bread. So there you have it. Great stent, comfort eating. I highly, highly recommend. Mm. 